Hello, I'm Nina Baxter. And I'm Joe Thompson. And welcome back to Rich Pickings. Where we'll be richly picking and picking richly. Yeah. Rich pickings for you. Rich pickings for all. So we had some lovely feedback, didn't we, on last week's episode. The excitement. The excitement, the 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 everythingness we had. We've had some lovely messages, including um messages from Margaret from Newcastle. Thank you very much, Margaret, for Hello for Margaret. Your Hello. And just as excitingly, we've had messages from Haircut 100. Oh, Haircut 100. Actually, Haircut Very 100. Very excited. Who remember those days and even remember appearing on Cheggers Plays Pop, I guess it must have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, with We've, Annie Lennox. Well, that's right. I know. That's very exciting. We're g- I'm going to have to try and see if that one's on YouTube. Have a look at it. It's really exciting. And just as excitingly as that, we have then had photographs from the God himself. Yeah. Sir Alan. God. God Alan Titchmarsh. God Alan I mean, Titchmarsh. God, I don't know. That's not a title, is it? You can't. You know when you fill in your little, um, your little yeah, drop yes. down. Yeah, God doesn't appear. No, doesn't appear. Although I'm sometimes temp- sometimes tempted to um, refer to myself as a brigadier because I just think that would be quite cool. Yeah, but anyway, but anyway. the point is that Alan actually sent us photos and resolved the the dog and cat issue, and they've been up on the Instagram this week much to our excitement so thank you sir alan god alan definitely sir alan you need to be knighted very soon i think i'm going to send the petition to the yeah if we just don't stop talking about it someone is is going to have to do it sooner or later um you know yeah and and um just to let everybody know that he we the picture that is on the instagram of his cat is his beloved cat who lived to the age of 18 called spud Oh, and his dogs. His dogs. Grace, Grace Favour and Spud. No, Lou. Lou is Lou. the dog. Lou. Lou is the dog. Spud <laughs> is the cat. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even get that right. <laughs> Talk about short-term memory. And I was listening. <gasps> oh, anyway, memory. thank you, Ellen. Really, really appreciated that that message. So oh, It's little, little things like that. Well, actually, that was a big thing that... Um, Really make bring one's joy to day. our day. Yeah, really so, make one's day. Now, I I have um I have a proposal to put to you because I was chatting yes. with the editor, editor Matt, the other day, and we were talking about biscuits. Uh-huh. So I thought I would reveal to you the editor's biscuit of the week. Yeah, I think that's only fair, as I have monopolised this conversation for quite some time. Go on then. Right. Well. Okay. And I could have guessed this. I could have guessed, guessed this. His biscuit of the week has to be something. Oh, 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 oh. hang on. I'm interrupting. Sorry. Are you going to guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Go on, guess, guess. Uh, do you need any clues? When you said has, no, do I need any clues? You don't need any clues because you know. When you said it has to be something, you were just saying then. Was that about Well, it has to be, clue? yeah, something that contains oats. Hobnobs. Yes, but it has oh. to be it has to be the oaty one. 
So, you know, you get those packets of hobnobs and they just say the OT one. I think it just dis- diminish- diminishes, hello, <laughs> distinguishes them from the chocolatey ones, I think. But it, many years ago, when Matt and I hadn't been together very long, because I'm reminding everybody that the editor, Matt, is also my husband. Um, and and can I just say, butting in here, that that's not nepotism. That's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> he, We had this discussion ages ago when we first got together about Mr and Mrs. Do you remember Mr and Mrs? Oh, the quiz show. Quiz show. Do you remember who presented Mr and Mrs? A man with glasses. Derek Beatty. Derek don't, Beatty. Don't, don't ask me why I remember this. But anyway, we were doing this kind of quiz for each other to see how well we knew each other. We were doing a Mr and Mrs. And Matt asked me the question, what is my favourite grain? <laughs> to which I knew the answer. And it was oats. <laughs> so oh, it's quite a specific question. Oh, I know. It was a very random question. And how I got did it you right. Know that? How did you I know just, that? I just knew. I just knew. Well, so when he came up with his biscuit, I knew it was going to be oaty. Uh, so and I'm quite... Okay, now I'm slightly, I'm not confused, but I'm I'm a little bit intrigued because does that mean that different different hobnobs have different labels on them? I mean, yes, obviously, I think, the, I, I think obviously so. the chocolate ones have different labels on to distinguish them between the non-chocolatey and the chocolatey ones, but some of them say oaty. Apparently you know? so. The do they have oaty. like flakes of oak on top, like muesli? Or muesli. They which, are a bit, they're a bit textural. Which definitely. do you say? Muesli or muesli? Muesli, I say. I, I say muesli. you in it. You, I'm muesli. So, I'm yes. saying muesli. But I, do, I, mean, I, I think that's my problem with hobnobs, though. They are a bit too textured for my liking. You know, there's a lot of chew and a lot of bits in your teeth. And you know. oh. anyway, oats. Oats, I think, is is brings me on to the next topic, which is going back to things that you should eat for breakfast. Okay, oh, where bis, um, business, biscuits. Breakfast, breakfast is a conspiracy, isn't it? That's all yeah. um, That's all, Mr. Kellogg or Dr. Kellogg or whatever well, back in the day. I believe so. But I yeah. do think that oaty things do fill you up because... No, nope. oh, disagree. Do you not? Do you disagree? Okay. <laughs> Well, one I thing think... I can... <laughs> go on then. Why do you disagree? <laughs> because, because if I have porridge, actual fact is it makes me hungry. But don't forget, you're not... probably not the same as the majority of the population. <laughs> what? what makes you say that? What, just generally? Well, because most people do say to me that porridge fills them up and the porridge is oats. It's so weird. Porridge mm. makes me actively, actually hungry. It's the weirdest... Yeah weirdest thing so I can have that and about half an hour later I'll be ravenous and I'd mm. chew your leg if I could get near it but I find that eating at all for bre- at breakfast makes me hungrier do you know what I tried to do this morning because listeners I have actually been out in the garden planting this morning Hurrah! so I thought I would have a very healthy breakfast of granola and yogurt and I had some pineapple chunks and I thought oh I'll put some pineapple chunks on my oaty, granola-y, yogurty thing. Oh, my God. Never, ever eat pineapple for breakfast. Oh, uh, and not with milk. Did you have milk on it as well? No, yogurt. 
Yeah, pineapple and awful. milky stuff. Anything like that, pineapple, orange, and and um, combine it with anything milky, and it'll make cider inside your insides. Yeah. Well, it was a disaster. Don't ever do it again. Um, I mean, don't ever do it. I would say that I my reflection on that is that well it's twofold one is that have you ever tried making pineapple juice have you ever put it in a juicer oh and it, it sort of froths and booms that's, all, that's, and... that's a good thing yeah. is that you get this extraordinary magical kind of like frothy frothness like cream it's like cream it's mm. like a thick mm. thick airy bubbly cream and you get more of that than the juice. And that's actually quite a good thing because it's just like a pineapple flavoured cream, which is quite good. And then my other thing, which is completely the opposite of that, which is probably something, if anybody, if you're eating while you're listening to this, you probably just need to pause a bit or pause something, pause the eating or pause the pause the podcast. Um, so I was recommended. So with I've got two Labradors and there's an old one and a young one. And the old one, Rush, has got a really horrible habit I mean, he eats. Actually, talking about granola, right? I've got I've got something else to tell you. I've got th- millions of things to tell you. Three so, things to tell me. So start. Many things. So let me start with Rush. Start so with Rush. Rush has got. Uh, Labradors eat the most disgusting things. Okay, I mean, you cannot you cannot believe the things that they will eat. And the other day, I was I was out walking them, and this re- this lovely couple with a really 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 gorgeous little golden labrador puppy stopped me with chatting and they said oh you know she is eating she's got some terrible um, habits she's eating she's eating mud and I was was saying Um, believe me that that is that is the nicest end of the spectrum as far as what they'll eat is concerned and he will sometimes eat his own doings shall we say I know it's all so you want to stay you don't want big slurpy licks from Russia anyway I was horrified by this because you know we don't accept these things lightly, um, although it does make for a very clean garden in the morning. You know. So anyway, oh, um, I know it's disgusting. <laughs> I right at the beginning, I went back to the dog, the dog breeder, and I went back. I went to various people and said, "What can I do? This is awful." And there were there were various things that were proposed. One of which <laughs> was um, by somebody who obviously didn't have dogs, which was a dog lavatory. Do you? remember Nina yeah. when you and I were asked to put a dog lavatory into a garden in London I, I very very well remember that yes and we knew for an actual fact that that rare is the dog that is going to actually use that receptacle yeah. um yeah. and and sure it was that it wasn't you know they couldn't try no. to use it. so that was that was one of the answers and one of the answers was sprinkle chili on on the on on his poo basically and then he wouldn't eat it might to him that just made it even more <laughs> tasty. would you do that and not just pick it up <laughs> well no this is a, this is a version therapy oh okay. i see okay yeah, okay obviously obviously a pick it up got it wombat but um anyway that's um that was a sort of a version therapy but it didn't it just made it taste nicer i think to him and then the <laughs> other thing was uh, covering it with pineapple juice, pouring pineapple oh. juice on the top. So Didn't dogs work. hate pineapple. Oh, okay. Didn't work. Dogs apparently hate pineapple juice, not Labrador. But Rush didn't. Didn't work. 
No, I thought it was lovely. So what did stop it in the end? It's a pudding version. Nothing. Oh, me chasing him around like a mad thing, saying, stop that, really loudly, and um, <laughs> and and um, and going and retrieving it. That's the mm. that's the only thing. Mind you, you cannot keep him away from a lovely, fresh cow pack. I can tell you that on a walk. Mm. Anyway, and my, so oh. with that in mind, I've got another story to tell you about. So, but, but can you go back to, oh, granola you're going to go back to? Granola. Not pineapple, no. but. No, granola. Okay. Just let me continue. <laughs> okay, Pam. So, granola. Okay, I found a recipe once for granola. And I was like, it was one of those times when I... Do you remember when Gwyneth Paltrow wrote a cookery book? And I think I bought it along with everybody else who thought if we buy... Gwyneth Paltrow's cookery books and make her recipes will all be will all end up like Gwyneth Paltrow which would be a very fabulous thing indeed anyway so I bought it um in that um in a in another spurt of consumerism and I was flicking through and her granola took my eye oh I can make this and I think it was quinoa so I think it wasn't like your normal granola ingredients i think it was quinoa was quite soft yeah but it was toasted so yeah to make it crispy it wasn't like so so you do cook your quinoa however you cook it and then you um you put it in the oven with salt olive oil and maybe some nuts now i should have known i should have known anyway so that's very I should have known by the smell that was coming from the oven from the start. And um, it did not smell how I imagined Gwyneth's Paltrow's granola to smell. It was mm. not good. And um, anyway, as I took it, and the dogs are always bounding about by the oven whenever anything goes in there. Of course, you know, usually when it's roast chicken or tur- or a turkey at Christmas, that's when they're really excited. Or a goose. God, a goose. They love a goose in the oven. Anyway, mm. um, so the granola was in there. Rush was waiting and I took actually I didn't I didn't have basil then it's one dog and I opened the oven door and started pulling out the tray and Rush in his excitement sort of clonked into me tray dropped on the floor Winnie's <laughs> granola all over the floor oh. and I thought oh, well okay the one thing is you know Rush who eats anything will eat that up he took one bite and walked away <laughs> so this is a dog who will eat the most disgusting thing his own poo say yeah. it yeah, mm. yeah his own poo but he wouldn't touch Gwyneth Paltrow's granola but then you found you found the aversion therapy then you should have just sprinkled Gwyneth Paltrow's granola on his poo <laughs> to stop that. him eating oh, it oh god why didn't I join the dots <laughs> That would have been so good. Um, I hope that isn't that isn't slanderous against Gwynny, is it? I know that's, no, I don't think a, so. that's not about it. It's just a I fact. Mean, it might it might be very very good for you. And I take it you didn't actually taste it because it was all over the floor, so it might have tasted yep. nice. I could smell it. That was enough mm. for me. Oh, Nina, though, I'm so impressed that you have been gardening. You've been out yeah. there. What what have you I been have. putting in? I've been planting. We have been planting up a garden um which is very nice it's been very strange the last couple of days because it's been you know that song by crowded house all seasons no. in one day or whatever it's called no but it not. has been <laughs> no of course not we've had really strong wind we've had rain we've had hot sun we've had literally every single weather under the sky um but it's been very nice and what has been 
absolutely lovely is that is to see all the new growth coming on everything pretty much everything all the roses are budding up you know and um even all the perennials got little little bits of shoots of greenness and and so that is it is exciting it is about time too it's so good for you you're getting out there and kind of like just like moving finally out of the house moving about moving about. good exercise exactly oh very good exercise because and I think this takes me back to a conversation we had when we were talking about new year's resolutions and the fact that I find it so hard to stick to an exercise program I don't know about you but Mm. I think yes I'm going to do pilates now and I manage about three sessions and I'm a bit bored so I was thinking about this and I've come to the conclusion thinking about what they call everyday sport and the fact that you just have to kind of move a bit more little movements right I reckon that the best way to keep fit is fidgeting absolutely just, absolutely just do you do you know any fidgeting fidgets? around do you know any fidgets <laughs> well I'm kind of looking at one <laughs> so rude do I, fidget? I don't think I'm in a good way has- Everybody tells me I fidget and I don't think so at all. You know, I can be sitting what I think is in the most still fashion for a long time. And apparently I've been I've been no. fiddling and faffing and I, I can tickling. tell you, you don't ever stop moving. And mm-hmm. I think that's the secret to your health because you uh, do move all the time. And I think if we all did that, even if we were watching television and doing, I don't know, buttock clunches, clenches, whatever you call them. Oh, I like a buttock clunch. <laughs> Butter clunch. Isn't that the part of a car or something? A clunch. A clutch. I, 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 clutch. I think I may have just made that word up, but that's good. I love making up new words. So butter clunching all the way. I um, think so. That, I, so I, I think I think we should name it. So the fidget fidgety fitness program, I think could be a new thing. Like we'd launch yeah. it on this podcast. And if we we could oh Nina. We could write an exercise and diet book, although diets aren't allowed, are they nowadays? But anyway, we could we could write one of those books and just call it the beans. And so it's all about eating beans and fidgeting. Yeah. And biscuits at breakfast. And you would fidget if you if you ate a lot of beans. (laughs) Well, they're all in all. I think it could it could make our millions. I think so. But, you know, now we've given everybody the idea. Somebody else is going to go and do it. So we'll see. Yeah, it was our, we were there first. I think we could. So having, having said to you that we had pretty much every single weather that there is in the last couple of days, barring snow, although we did have that last week. Mm. I'm going to ask you a question, which is, what is your worst weather? Do grey skies count as? Yes, grey skies do count. Grey, but I would say wind and definitely my father hated the wind my father wind loathed is it my windy. that is my worst weather is wind because it it discombobulates I love that word so it, much it really does it also just rearranges everything doesn't it yes, just it as does. you're you're yeah. going along you you kind of you you think it's one thing and your hair is one way and your hat yeah. is another yeah and then, then all, all of a sudden Along comes the wind and and throws it all awry, astray. Yeah. And I think I read, you know, the, the wind that blows in the south of France called the Mistral. 
And yes. this wind can blow for days and days and days and it can really drive people mad. And I read somewhere that it can be a an excuse, not an excuse, um, but but some people have actually murdered people and used the mistral as as an excuse as to why they did it because it drove them mad i think we should use some we should use the words the actual words for wind the the italians do it they what they talk about the bora which is one Mm. wind and the Mm. the the whatever the french have got their sirocco haven't they that's right do we do do we in this country have actual words for winds then well we have the north south east and west don't we and we we Mm. talk about southwesterlies and and what was the wind that mary poppins came in on or left on was that an east wind Mm, maybe maybe somebody could tell us that but um they're definitely discombobulating and there's another there is some there are some fabulous words do you you must have read or look at susie dent who who write who gives us good words yes from countdown yes and she is she from Countdown? Yes. Oh, yeah, she's on Countdown. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does a uh, library corner, whatever they call it. Oh, yeah. I didn't know she mm. did that. I haven't watched Countdown for years, not since Bob was on it. No, and, and I haven't either, but I have she's also on the, the funny version, the eight out of ten cats does countdown version. So I've watched that and she's on that too. She's very I've funny. I've never watched mm. that either. And she had um I looked and she she's got other words for discombobulated, which are cobobbled uh, and Compuffled or compuffled, compuffled maybe. Cabobbled, cabobbled and compuffled. I think both of those are as good as discombobulated. Yeah, that's Basically, very good. They're on a matapay, can't they? It's mm. all the bob- bobs and the the bob. Bob. The, the, bob is a great bob. word. Bob in a word mm. must mean kind of like a bit how's your father it must do it's great yeah well I think we should all actually try to start using some of Susie Dent's words a bit more in conversations and just try and expand the language back I reckon she has got a great book I know I did read it a couple of years ago I was very good at reading one word a day um in her whatever it was called 365 words of the of the for the year I guess something like that can you remember many of them no it's gonna to have to do it all again especially not the mail I can't remember anything I mean look at me I couldn't couldn't remember what Alan Titchmarsh's cats were called or dogs were called from one moment to the next but um maybe I should just read it over and over and over again we like could have a, a word of the week on, on, on podcast yeah yeah so but so I... you're you're telling me that your worst weather though is this kind of gray drizzling gray and wind yeah. and 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 kind of well, I suppose this is going to be like everybody's, isn't it? And a sort of stupid rain that isn't heavy enough to put up your umbrella because mm. you look like a twit if you put up your umbrella, but it still makes you wet. Yeah. I I, I just realised I'm going to have an umbrella with the words, it is actually raining even if you don't think it is on it so that nobody thinks I'm stupid. I Sorry, what's your worst weather? No, what no, is- no, no. I said actually wind is my worst weather, but yeah. I was just going to say that my father refers to the weather you were talking about as Tupperware weather because he says yeah. it's like being in a Tupperware box when it's that grey. 
that's such a good it's such a good expression and I have mm. actually borrowed that credit where credit's due on a number of occasions because it's really good yeah. Tupperware is yeah mm. there's, it's mm, opaque and it's yeah. just a bit rubbish but anyway it's spring and spring is springing they're going to be baby lambs soon if there aren't any it's mm. baby lambs well that's an obvious obvious isn't it they're going to be lambs soon yeah. um haven't seen any yet but they should be coming that's so exciting and I love it when they start bouncing around and gambling or gambling as some people say there's another do you say gambling or gam- not talking about gambling like when you put a fiver on whatever but gambling I say uh, gambling I say gambling yeah but, but I also say um, tomato. can I ask you if you will be dressing up as the Easter bunny this year um I'm just really hoping no of course my nephew and niece aren't going to be listening to this why on earth would they be listening to this because <laughs> I did yeah I to to again great excitement of um Rush the dog I um I did dress up as the Easter Bunny I think there is a video somewhere I might have to try and find that and see and I'll check it first to see um just how just quite how much further that is going to affect my gravitas and my professional reputation before I do it because I think I might be throwing everything to the wind as as we go as we we merrily wend our way through the weeks here (sighs) (laughs) but just to explain to listeners that you did do it to entertain your small nephew and niece didn't you wasn't um yeah yeah. well I did partly (laughs) but but (laughs) partly I have to say is I really wanted to dress up as the Easter bunny (laughs) I really wanted to dress up as the Easter bunny and it just seemed like the perfect opportunity so I got and I I rented the costume for an extra week so that I could have time to rehearse my gait, the way I walked, the way the Easter Bunny would walk, because I realised that I wasn't really going to be able to bounce everywhere because that's not very sustainable, especially when you've had two children. But anyway, I don't know if we need to that. Anyway, no. um, so, <laughs> well, it's just saying. So it's like trampolines. Oh, goodness me. Anyway, I um, so I thought, well, well, how can I make how can I make this interesting? Because we knew they were going to be in my parents' sitting room. The children, They were going to be positioned there so that I could appear from around a corner in the garden. And, and they would, and, um, and, but what was I going to do apart from just sprinkle eggs? Not lay eggs, because the Easter Bunny doesn't lay eggs. He kind of like <laughs> tosses them <laughs> daily. And um, so I decided that in my head, the best thing, after a week of, a week of, um, rehearsing in my own garden much to the surprise of the neighbors um who can see into my garden um I and and actually the rush the dog did go absolutely bananas when understandably again but um so I decided that in my head I would have the dance of the sugar plum fairy going on and I would so that would be the tune in my mind and I moved to that so it's kind of like music and movement. So I, I skipped and and paused occasionally, stood on one leg, stuck one leg out, bounced, hopped, did a few see, like rabbit like things. See what I love, I love, is your commitment to this and the fact that you did proper method acting as yeah. the rabbit. Yeah, I have got a book on method acting actually. I saw by Stanislavski. Yeah, <laughs> and it's um. <laughs> Did you, it's did really you good because sometimes it just well 
I think it's we've got it. It's in the it's in the loo actually. I think we'll read. You know, people sit and read it along with. Oh, the other thing I've got in the in the um in the loo and to my shop. This this I think was a a bit of a drama, although nobody picked up on this travesty at Christmas. So each year. And again, I copied the credit where credit's due. I copied this from a friend's mother years ago. So about 30 years ago, went to stay with some friends for New Year's Eve and the their mother had cut out the massive general crossword. There's a general knowledge crossword that the Telegraph do. Now, I'm not a Telegraph reader. Well, you know, whether you are or aren't, that doesn't matter. But um, I don't take it. But I do buy it once a year for sure, specifically for this, because they used to have this brilliant, like massive um general knowledge chris uh chris word chris ward crossword and it had i don't know 200 clues going one way 200 clues going the other and so you cut it out you put it you stick it up by the loo have a handy pencil or two in there change them occasionally and you know sort of you know disinfect them so it's all clean or you take your own pencil in anyway it's hours of entertainment and usually takes a year because there are rules and the the rules are that you can anybody who who goes into that that loop can can add to the crossword but you're not allowed to look up any answers you know you've just got Mm. to do it by it's actual general knowledge so sometimes it can take a year it's really good it's it's a um, and I, I know from this, so I copied it and I know from this has been doing it for years that, that people who go in there round about Christmas time, you know, they're not out for a long time. And it's only because of the crossword. Right. Um, anyway, so looking for, so I, I put a note in my diary to make sure the Saturday, last Saturday before Christmas that I go and get that paper because you don't want to miss it. And um, this year I went and got it, cut it out and thought, that looks different. And I put it, I'll have a look at my tweets because I, I put this on Twitter. I don't use Twitter a lot, as you know. Um, and I, but I thought this, this would be a real, you know, th- this would be outrage because when I looked at it and then I look, I still had the old one because I was, you know, just, we just about finished the the old crossword. Is It was a good two inches smaller either side. Mm. So the large giant general crossword had done, turned into a kind of middle general uh. knowledge crossword. Well, so many things are getting smaller. I'll have to say that cream eggs as well. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I suppose we, we, I realise we're going on a kind of, oh, back in the day, everything was bigger and better. But it's true. (laughs) It's true. I had the proof there with the crossword. Yeah. Not a single person picked up on it. I was the Mm. only person in the whole of the UK. Well, because they weren't expecting you to have kept a year old newspaper, (laughs) so they didn't think anyone would notice. But no, things have definitely got smaller, I I think. I mean, as far as cream eggs go, not only have they got smaller, but the chocolate has changed. And actually, how's the chocolate changed? You see, I can't eat cream eggs. It's not as nice. I used to really enjoy a cream egg, but I find the innerdy bit is now too... Mm, hard not quite as soft and gooey and the chocolate is just not as tasty oh my god that inner bit traumatizes mm. me or used to <laughs> anyway that kind of like gunk of, of yeah. white spittle mm. and yellow white and yellow mm. well it oh, used it to be looks, tasty looks like a gooey lump of snow that a dog has weed on in my opinion <laughs> there you are Cadbury's cream eggs our next sponsors another <laughs> Yes, Cadbury's won't be happy. <laughs> Proudly not sponsored by 
Um, which, rem- which reminds me of a time that I was in a, a I was a stage manager at university in um in some production and they put at the end you know where you have sort of thanks to and in the program and in the program they put no thanks to Joe because <laughs> I've been so used well because I think I disappeared off in one bit um I can't well, remember you were the why, stage manager you weren't in the play no I was a stage oh. manager but I was supposed to be doing things like heating up a pie in the microwave so that the person could the the actor could eat it and I forgot to do it or I burnt it oh no I burnt it that's right I overcooked <laughs> it so 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 put that. but that was quite what I do remember from no, that yeah I know what I do no thanks to Joe. um in all seriousness but the the chap that did the music that wrote the music for that which I remember again it was a fairly it's a fairly specialised uh, subject. It was, it was a it was a musical version of Agamemnon. Oh, good heavens! <laughs> and, a um, light topic. <laughs> yeah, and but the music was written by Murray Gold, who okay. who makes the who makes who's done the recent well, I think fairly recent Doctor Who theme tune. So that's oh, really cool. Murray Gold is very cool, and I can remember the first line of one of his songs, but I'm not going to sing it here because it's just too awful. Speaking of Doctor Who. I saw the other day on Instagram that our wonderful old friend, um, I say old because we've known her a long time, not old for any other reason, um, the lovely and fabulous Jekka McVicker, who used to be a musician, a flautist, and there was a wonderful picture of her on Instagram playing the flute in um, for Doctor Who. And we should tell everybody that Jekka McVicker is the queen of herbs. She grows herbs a lot of herbs and what she doesn't know about herbs isn't worth knowing absolutely I would say. not just about growing but also eating them putting them in in hot water and they make you feel different ways rosemary rosemary in water is good for for one thing memory possibly can't remember and tea (laughs) and honestly can't remember and and lemon balm and also and they all do different Mm. things and some of them use hot water and some of them use boiling water and da 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 and she is the font of all knowledge on that but yeah as you say great excitement to see her photo where she is playing the flute in in that episode of Doctor Who that is very cool I know that she Jackie used to be in a punk band as well didn't she I think she did and she's played Glastonbury as far as I know as well so Jekka we must get Jekka on the podcast to tell us more about it and if you if you're listening and you don't know anything about Jekka when then you should do but do look her up because she has a wonderful website and an amazing herb nursery so yeah check her out Yes. And she also has, she, I think probably at least once a year, maybe it's just once a year. Anyway, she does her, um, she does a festival of herbs. And I mm. went to, I went to speak at that and it's really good. That was, that was at her actual herb farm. And talking of speaking, so I, I am off. I think we're going to have a bit of a hiatus, aren't we, in we the are. podcast? I know. Because I am a bit of a holiday. For a couple of weeks, yeah, I'm not off on holiday, no. but everybody can have a bit of a bit of a break, um, which you may welcome. But anyway, <laughs> um, and I'm going. I'm going to be in the states, and I'm going to be at the New York Botanical Garden and San Francisco Botanical Garden, and Bartlett's Arboretum and Longwood Gardens and somewhere else I can't remember, but I really should. But I'll mention it the next time. So all at backwards and forwards and and here and there so so yes we realize Nina and I realized that 
the the idea of trying to time a podcast remotely with with all of that going on just isn't going to happen so so it'll we'll be back just as big and better <laughs> some american experiences huh? and and actually being able to speak english which which which, which would help <laughs> stringing two words together always a good thing yeah so, well, that's going to be exciting. And yeah, um, you'll have lots of American tales to tell us, I am sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So what are your rich pickings of the week this week? Well, my rich picking, which I kind of knew, is um, stay away from pineapples. Although, having said that very Only quickly. Only at breakfast, surely. Yeah. But don't you, how do you grow a pineapple? Do you cut the top off it and... I think so. And then, yeah, it's a bromeliad. I love that word. It's a bromeliad. Yes. So I think I used you used to just put the top, didn't you, into water and then it starts rooting. Um, I think... But you're not going to get very far with it in this country. So why bother? No, that's true. And if you've never seen a pineapple growing, just Google it because it's always fun. It never ceases to um, to fill me with wonder and awe. A bit like when you see Brussels sprouts growing for the first time. Mm, I couldn't mm. believe that. I thought that was no. a joke the first time I saw Brussels sprouts growing. All those yeah. balls on a stick. <laughs> anyway, and and what are your rich pickings? Oh yeah. God, my rich pickings is that I'm never ever going to make Gwyneth Paltrow's granola. <laughs> um, sorry, Gwyneth, I'm very sorry about that. But but if even Rush won't eat it, I think probably there's little chance that I will. And my other rich picking is also going to be the excitement that spring is in the air. Hurrah! I completely agree with you. We can we can hear the the uh, the 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 flute playing and the birds tweeting and and the Easter bunny hopping, the sap rising. All is good. <laughs> All is well. Thank you so much for listening, and join us again next time. See you then. <laughs>